Are you ready to take control of your life? Overcome the obstacles that have been holding you back. I'm Dr. D, and welcome to Quitting is Not an Option, a podcast that inspires and empowers you to reinvent your past and revolutionize your future. I know what it feels like to be held back by past failures and setbacks as I myself lost a multi-million dollar business, home, investments, and marriage due to the bad acts of a CFO. But I rose from the ashes and recreated a new life, and now I am an accomplished author, gifted speaker, consultant, and life coach. And each episode will cover tips and strategies to overcome adversity, overcome fear and feelings of failure. We also have experts and special guests who share their inspiring experiences to support you every step of the way. Together, we can help you find joy in your journey while positioning you towards success. Let's get started. P-Fam, it's Dr. D and I'm back. I'm back to discuss lessons learned while looking for love. It is imperative that you know you must love self first. When you demonstrate self-love, you will automatically repel anyone who doesn't love himself or whose own love story is dysfunctional. Allow me to again share with you four men, four divorces, four lessons I learned while looking for love. Every day, thousands of couples say I do and commit to what they expect to be a blissful, lifelong relationship filled with joy, passion, friendship, support, and hopefully everlasting love. Except for the overwhelming majority, it doesn't work out that way. And most relationships are not successful, including the ones that last. Of all the people who get married, only three in 10 marriages remain healthy and happy as psychologist Ty Shapiro points out in his book, The Science of Happily Ever After. Imagine the rest becoming bitter and dysfunctional. Horrible odds, I might say, but don't be dissuaded from finding love. The desire to love and to be loved is universal, and the reality is until you have it, and by it, I mean unconditional love, you will probably keep looking for it. That takes work, and I don't mean hitting the bars or playing the love roulette by swiping right on a bunch of maybes. I mean the inner work that will transform you into someone who practices giving unconditional love but takes no prisoners. I'm not going to tell you where or how to find a partner, but I will show you how to avoid falling for someone who is wrong for you, even if the butterflies in your stomach say otherwise. I have the hard-worn experience to admit that I messed up big time with four marriages that ended in divorce. Yes, you heard that right. 
And this is a full disclaimer. You are listening to a how to find love topic from someone who has had four failed marriages. So you ask yourself, why take advice from a four times divorcee? Here's why. When you're dating and looking ahead and hoping for a great relationship, that's foresight. And foresight can be fuzzy. Hindsight, on the other hand, is 2020 and it's absolutely priceless. It's hard to see patterns when you're in them, to make the right choices, to see past the chemical cocktail we call love, to spot red flags before it's too late, and finally, to know what you want if you haven't defined it. Even though my four marriages ended badly, I wouldn't call them failures. Instead, they were powerful teachers. In fact, they were extraordinary teachers. Isn't it ironic that we learn so much more from adversity than we do from an easy life? Lessons sometimes come gently and sweetly, but in my experience, most of them come like a tornado that shakes up my life, forces me to my knees, and only then reveals itself. So, Let me ask you, can you distinguish between true love, infatuation, and companionship? When you meet someone and the sparks fly, do you know if it's physical or is there something deeper? Would you rather be hitched and miserable or single and satisfied? Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? When I look back at my four marriages, I dived in without key components required to ensure a successful relationship. Let's review four steps to looking for and finding love. Number one, know what you want and ask for it. My first marriage was 100% convenience-based. I wanted out of the house and from under my father's double standard rule. I was fleeing what was going on in my home of origin and took the first convenient escape. Without really knowing what it was I was looking for, I got, mind you, in six short months, smacked around so much so, I quickly said, gotta go, gotta go, got to go. Whether you enter a relationship or marry out of an escape or out of love or lust, you gotta first know what you want and ask for it. Think for a moment. Is it more important to get relief from the pain of what you're running from opposed to the joy of what you're running to? If you tend to get the opposite of what you want, it's because you're focused on getting away from what you don't want. Your attention, your mental and emotional energy are still stuck on the problem. Focusing on what you don't want is a recipe for either a bad or no relationship. I just want to be with someone is a common singles plea. The focus is on being alone. So the brain goes, okie dokie, you ordered alone. So let's make sure you swipe left on everyone who could be an actual good match. Go through your wants, needs, and clearly define whether each one will make you feel relief or joy of what you want. Remember, Relief comes from other people, but true joy is independent. It's all in you. 
Also, make sure it's love, not lust or convenience-based. So, ditch the past and undo the conditioning that has kept you from knowing what you want. Never enter a relationship that you know in your gut is wrong. You can achieve this by creating a vision. A vision allows you to spell out exactly what you want. It can propel you to success. If you see it, you can achieve it. Also, a vision can support your knowledge. Some say knowledge is power, but you know what Dr. D says. Knowledge is potential power. It's how you see it and what you do with it that makes it powerful. Again, know what you want and ask for it. Number two, challenge what you learned from the past or what you were conditioned to believe. Spouse number two was a control freak. He quickly showed his true colors and attempted to shape me into what he wanted me to be. In short order, he insisted that I leave school because he would be taking care of me. So there was no need for my degree. Oh, well, you can imagine how far that got. Challenging what you learn is a must when you decide to look for and find love. Consider some of your past learnings, such as a partner will complete you. Nah, you were born complete and whole. How about men and women held to different standards of acceptable behavior? Absolutely not. Never accept bad behavior just by virtue of gender? No. Have zero tolerance for abuse or bad behavior. How about men are the breadwinners? Come on now. You already know some women are working longer and harder, resulting in breadwinner roles. Men have the final say. Still up for grabs. Need I say more? Grandma may have shared words of wisdom, but it's not all relevant when looking for love. Know that it's okay to question what was imparted about finding love. Remember, how much love you radiate outward is how much love will come back to you. Give what you want to receive and magnetically attract even more love as it bounces back like a boomerang. So challenge what you've learned in the past or what you were conditioned to believe. Number three, don't be swayed by the cover. Read the book. I went into marriage number three after a 15-year hiatus thinking this is the one because I have time on my side, not realizing I was dealing with my old mindset and was in denial with my book. Although I had decided no more and was done after the second marriage, my godmother made the introduction of the perfect gentleman from her church in the Midwest, tall, dark, handsome, divorced, professional, and 11 years my senior. Okay. I admit he was kind, considerate, loving, a true gentleman with no visible negatives. Oh my, he is perfect, at least visibly. I spent a great deal of time imagining how he would be worth coming out of my lull, my reprieve. Needless to say, I took the dive. With this marriage, I saw an exceptional cover with unlimited potential. It was only upon opening the book that I realized he was a mama's boy. 
While a marriage is supposed to consist of two people, there were three in this one. The marriage was doomed and failure was certain with mama's instructions. By the way, the cover gave no warning. Whatever, three down. Okay, I had a history of being attracted to guys with awesome book covers and was stalled without opening the book, not to mention reading it. Remember to read the book, and after reading it, you realize there's no substance. Return the book. Don't be swayed by the cover. Read the book. Number four, never consider purchasing a book if you haven't written your story. I literally fell into marriage number four. Why? Because when you talk about being done, I was totally finished after number three. But lo and behold, my sister introduced me to an ambitious, successful, driven guy owning multiple rental properties and plans to save the world. Girlfriends, not to mention handsome, all muscle, and eyes that make you go, ooh. We hit it off, got married, and within two years, he was in bed when I left home and in bed when I returned. I had not yet learned to love me. I was caught up in a story clearly written by him and without knowing whether it would enhance or detract from my story. Keep in mind, a healthy relationship is where two stories merge. Now, stories are what we tell ourselves, and everyone's life experience is made up of stories. The first chapter of your story is your birth. The last chapter is your death. And all the chapters in between represent the life you live. You must write your story and then think carefully before modifying it for someone else. The first requirement for writing your story is loving you. Remember, I was looking for love without loving me. In fact, I was looking for love outside of me. Know that self-love is a superpower and is an integral part of your story. Learning to love you is not being in love with the idea of being in love, nor does it mean waking up one morning and being in love. That would be nice, okay? Instead, it's a process where you learn step-by-step to prioritize yourself, to say no to other people and say yes to what you want, and listen to your body whenever you're making a decision. By the way, does your stomach tie up in a knot? Your heart hurt? Your chest feel constricted? Your body is wise and it's speaking to you in the form of physical sensations. Attuning to your body and honoring what it's telling you can position you for loving yourself and ultimately writing your story. So, Never purchase the book until you have a clearly defined and well-written story. Better yet, don't even think about entering the bookstore. After four awesome teaching experiences, I took the four-lesson plunge and now ready for my love search. Remember, looking for love can be messy and challenging. However, implementation of the love lessons 
with a bit of courage and refusing to quit will catapult your love search. Now, go find love. P-Fam, thank you for tuning in today and allow me to leave you with Colossians 3.14. Above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Take care and be safe. Thank you for listening. I hope you found today's episode valuable and inspiring. Remember, you have the power to reinvent your past and revolutionize your future. If you want to continue on your journey towards emotional freedom and achieving your full potential, be sure to visit drdcarol.com. That's D-R-D-E-E-C-A-R-R-O-L-L.com for more resources and information. Again, thank you for listening. And until next time, remember that quitting is not an option.